0: Welcome. It's Wednesday night. It's podcast night. We're excited. We've got a great topic tonight. It's uh, top five movie soundtracks in honor of the movie theater opening here in Albertville this month. We want to give them a shout out, Lucasfilms. And um, that place is looking great. And we have a special guest, Randy Franks. He is a movie buff. He's also a music buff. We've had a lot of conversations. He's very intellectual. He's fun. He's a great guy. He's a good friend. Brian, one of our uh, staff uh, management team members, is here. Brian's Michael's brother. Um, this is going to be a good one. It's going to make a hell of a playlist. And, you know, it's going to be a good time. I want to give uh, some shout outs. So I'm a grandfather for the second time today yep hope I don't tear up a little baby girl, uh, melie Kate. she's beautiful. Shout out to Brittany, uh, my wife Amanda, uh, Ryan, the whole family. It was uh, um, just a beautiful day today. We also want to give a shout out to our new listener in Germany. Constantine strunts. all right. Hope I got that right. I hope you're drinking a fine German beer tonight. And uh, thanks for listening. And we appreciate you. And uh, we know Sandra turned uh, Sandra Bowen, uh, Wainey, um it's not that's her maiden name. I know Wany turned you on to the podcast. We're having you on first. Randy, you, you're glad to be here. We're happy to have you.
1: I am. Thank you for having me. And I'm uh, pretty stoked to be here.
0: Good. Good. Want to thank our sponsors. Uh, Smokehouse Crackers, Robert and Lynn, we love you. We appreciate everything you've done for us. If you hadn't tried out their product, please do. It's phenomenal. They've got multiple flavors and they're about to introduce um, their oyster crackers, which uh, Robert has told me are fantastic. I'm gonna see if I can't swipe a bag here soon. Want to shout out to Busted Oak Bourbon Society. One of our sponsors, one of the greatest little speakeasy style bars I've ever been to. Matter of fact, I bartend there on Saturday afternoons for fun. It's for fun because that's that's what that place is all about. And uh, we want to shout out to our unofficial uh, sponsor, Svedka. You're on the clock. Come up with a case of vodka or we're switching to Redmont. That's Charles Barkley, he's an Alabama boy. We like your vodka, and pound for pound, for the money, it's the best vodka I've ever had. But Redmond is good shit, too. So, you're on notice. We're going to give you a little bit, but you're on notice. So, what's that, Randy? Tick tock. Tick tock. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tick tock, mofos. So,. Does anybody want to give any shout-outs to anybody? We're all good. I have to mention
2: about the killer passing this week. Yes. That that one hit me hard.
0: So the killer is Jerry Lee Lewis, and he is one of the pioneers of rock and roll, one of the early pioneers, if not like a top three pioneer of rock and roll. And here's a, a fun fact. His
2: mother mortgaged their house to buy him a piano.
0: Which he set on
2: fire. And when he was first started, nobody would put him on TV because they claimed it was sexual. Steve Allen, the Steve Allen show, was the first one to put him on. And Jerry thought so much of that, he named his first child Steve Allen.
0: That's great. Yeah, Did not know that, but I knew you'd pull out some shit. So, um, top movie, soundtracks. This is going to make a hell of a playlist I mean we may end up with 400 songs on this thing could easily yeah so could very easily and they will all be good so uh, am I missing anything guys I think you got it covered I think we got it covered is everybody good and ready to rock and roll or country which I know you will so let's get into our honorable mentions sponsored by all our sponsors and the whole show Percy, what you got? My first honorable mention came to me when I
2: was digging through some CDs the other day. And it was from a, actually a made-for-TV movie from 1999 on NBC called The 60s. And you brought the CD. And I brought the CD for your collection. And I'm not going to go through all the songs, but it's a great soundtrack. It will. It will be on the playlist. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. My second honorable mention is a movie from 1969, Easy Rider. Man, why did oh, I
0: think that's a of that?
2: One. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper co-wrote and co-produced this on a budget of $400,000, and it grossed $60 million. The highest grossing movie of 69 about some guys traveling south with money from a cocaine deal.
0: Yeah, and he made Dennis Hopper wear a football helmet on the back of that motorcycle. And you know who funded this?
2: Jack
1: Nicholson.
0: Oh, no, it that's right. Jack it, was Jack it was Jack Nicholson. Was Hopper in that movie, though? Hopper, yeah, he was uh, D- D- fond of sidekick. Yes, that's right. Hopper
2: co-wrote and co-produced
0: okay. Yes. it. Okay, and nice th- correction.
2: I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty. Bob Raffleson and Bert Schneider gave him $365,000. And if you don't know who they are, they created the monkeys. Wow. So they had plenty of cash floating around. I've created a monkey, I think.
1: I just remember the line of, the man is in the window. The man is in the window. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And my final honorable mention... Is Urban Cowboy?
0: Yeah, it made it. That, it made it.
2: That movie off. changed pop culture. I mean, you had people that had never heard of country walking around wearing cowboy hats.
0: Oh, cowboy hat and cowboy boot sales went through the roof after that movie.
2: And here's the, here's a fun fact: Patrick Swayze's mother, Patsy, choreographed all the moves. In that movie. And Travolta. There was some
0: Travolta dancing in them.
2: Travolta was contracted to do American Gigolo, and he got out of it to do.
0: Urban Cowboy. Urban
2: Cowboy. And Mickey Gilley says that it totally revived his career. Sure, it did. And, and it only made.
0: Well, he did Here Comes the Hurt Again uh, in that movie, and it was outstanding.
2: It only made $53 million, but it had to go up against. The Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Nine to Five, and Coal Miner's Daughter,
0: and all those I think, with the exception of Empire Strikes Back, probably had they had some good soundtracks. Yeah. So there, there was some stiff competition in that one. Yeah.
2: And that's my final honorable mention.
0: Those are great,
2: Randy. Me
1: now I don't have the uh, in-depth study back list that Mike does. But my honorable mentions, I have uh, a movie from 2000, Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Fantastic. And I just listed this because I couldn't put it in my top five because I had too many other good ones. But I loved the movie. And I felt like every song on the movie, except for the little Worley girls, told the movie. They tell the story of the movie as you watch it.
0: we talked about that early, yeah. earlier, about there are some movies where the music really drives the movie, and yeah. I think that's one of them, and that's uh, Union Station, Yeah, fantastic.
1: I also went with, this one is, is crazy for me to even think of, that it's on my honorable mention list, but it's Pink Floyd's The Wall.
0: Absolutely,
1: great now, soundtrack. That's a great soundtrack. But it made my honorable mention list because it's strictly Pink Floyd's music. Right. I love the album. Right. But it doesn't blend anything. It doesn't go from one decade to the other. It it's strictly their vision, and, and it's their album. So that's why it made my. It's honorable a Roger mention.
0: Waters. Masterpiece. Yes,
1: a masterpiece, but for me, it's only honorable mention. When I put Which is
0: hard to say, you know. Yes,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. But when I started putting these lists together, it was just so overwhelming when you start putting pen to paper, trying to pare down all the movies you've seen, and all the soundtracks you love, and you got to pare it down to five.
0: Yeah, and that's why we threw an honorable mention. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we know it it's hard. We go through this every week trying yeah. to put down, you know, it it openly ends up with what what's your list? What's your favorite? Um and it's hard to get it to five. But if we did top 10, we'd be doing this podcast all night. And my last honorable mention is uh
1: a favorite director, I love Quentin Tarantino, Same. and I love the movie Pulp Fiction, so Absolutely. it made my list, but when I broke down the soundtrack, the song's list, there were only about six songs on the movie that stood out to me. Right. They reminded me of a scene in the movie every time I hear them, but there's only six songs that stand out. Right. So I put that in my honorable mention.
0: Good. Outstanding. Uh,
1: I have to give one more. I know the rule says three, but I have to take... Uh,
0: we like to break rules.
1: Yeah, because I've got these listed. I've only got one, so you can have one of mine. Okay. Only for my wife and my sister-in-law, I added Saturday Night Fever and <coughs> grease to my honorable mention list and I only did it for them. It's a great selling album.
0: It's a great selling album. And actually, it's a great movie for the time it came out.
1: Yes, there are a lot of people that love that movie.
0: Yeah, I'm a Bee Gees fan, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You put that on, and on Pulp Fiction too. What makes Pulp Fiction such a great soundtrack is that in between songs, they'll put some dialogue on there from like Travolta and Samuel Jackson, if you listen to the whole soundtrack through, and they'll have, um, you know, the whole Honey Bunny scene and some other things. Oh. They'll do a little like 10 second blurb from, uh, that movie had the, the greatest dialogues in it I've ever seen in a movie.
1: Yeah, I thought that was typical of Tarantino movies. It is. There's always great dialogue and there's always six minutes worth of meaningless dialogue.
0: Yes. But the other thing Tarantino did was I thought dug so deep in his repertoire or his knowledge of music, he brought back some songs that you forgot about. I mean, Al Green, no one was listening to Al and all of a sudden he uses Let's stay together, you know, in Pulp Fiction. So, uh, I think I'm, I love Quentin Tarantino movies, and I just I just really appreciate that one. So, good call, Thank Brian. You. What you
3: got, brother? Well, I've had to adjust mine. I've only got one since my neighbor over here, but I'm gonna say Sorry. Grace is my honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who don't like Sean Na Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, and it's just it's just fun songs.
0: Well, that's that. I would think it's a lot of people's favorite soundtrack, movie soundtrack. That's all I've
3: got. You're next.
0: Uh, Man, I'm next. Okay. So I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy, volumes one and two. It's, I mean, it's sort of a psychedelic, whacked out superhero movie. Uh, Great storylines, but the soundtrack, it's one of those movies I mentioned before that uh, this, I think the soundtrack almost drives the movie because it's about one of the superheroes that finds some of his mother's old mixed cassette tapes and it's from like, it's, it's 70s music, it's 70s pop and the sound, they just did such a fantastic job that uh, I, I had to mention it on this. So, that's my first honorable mention. The other honorable mention is, it's a weird movie, but there was a magazine before there was the movie, and it was an animated movie, and it's called Heavy Metal. Yeah. And it has Black Sabbath, Mob Rules, it has Sammy Hagar doing Heavy Metal, Cheap Trick is on this, and that movie is really weird. But it's fun to watch. But it's all about... That movie is all about listening to the music. Because the magazine was based on nothing but music. Old 70s magazine called Heavy Metal. And it was sort of... um, Graphic cartoon. I mean, there there was nudity. And they put that... Oh, yeah. They put that into this movie. And... I just loved it, so to me that had to make make the list. My other honorable mention is Boogie Nights, yes, I nailed it there. So it was a great movie, I I, I thought it was Burt Reynolds' comeback movie and he was so pissed when he didn't win a supporting actor Oscar for it, but this is from the 70s um, adult movie. Mm Um, era, which, yeah, I don't watch that stuff Apparently, I mean, anymore, he,
1: but yeah, Apparently he got in trouble he chastised his agent after he saw the screening
0: for getting him that role Wow Wow, great movie great soundtrack, alright Round Robin we're ready for we're good on time, we're ready for five, we're going around for five you guys ready? See, anybody having anything yes. to say, everybody feeling good. Okay, wonderful. Let's yes, wonderful tonight. Michael, what is your number five?
2: My number five only grossed five point eight million dollars at the theater, but it was a killer soundtrack. And actually, I despise the soundtrack's name because it's a song of Kiss, but. It's Detroit Rock City. And the soundtrack to that is amazing. It's awesome. It's a killer soundtrack. Yeah. And it just proves that you don't have to be a a great grossing movie to have a killer soundtrack. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And stay tuned for the soundtrack when it goes available on our music platforms, which by the way, we're available. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Anchor, and iHeartRadio. And if you can't find that or have that platform, it'll be on our Facebook page. And we want to encourage you to like our Facebook page, become a follower, just like our new friend from Germany, Konstantin Struntz. I hope I pronounced that right. And um, anyway, again, hope you're having a German beer and listening with us. All right, Randy. My number five is
1: uh, a a movie that I really, really enjoyed because all the movies on my list, I had to have seen them. They were not make my list if I didn't see them. So my number five is a Cameron Crowe movie from 2000, once again. And Cameron Crowe, I always thought, did a really good
0: job putting his cast together. He did. He did. It's Almost Famous. It's a great movie soundtrack. It made my initial list. And I've listened to it so many times, but I knew someone would have it. Yep. I mean, there's 55 tracks on there. It's It's amazing. And the the story in the movie is great. I mean, what a little dream job as a kid. And for me, you'll find out in my list, when I break down
1: my my top five, this is kind of where I lived in this era. So this... Soundtrack has lots of Black Sabbath, but it also goes from the Beach Boys to Sabbath, to Rod Stewart, to Steely Dan, all the way down to Elton John for one of the bigger scenes, big monumental scenes in the movie. Even the stuff that Cameron Crowe and others, there's four songs, I believe, That he wrote with others to be performed by the fake band,
0: Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good cuts, man. They're outstanding cuts, yes. So
1: that is my number five.
0: All right. Brian, what you got as number five, brother?
3: My number five is Footloose.
0: Has to make it.
3: I mean, you know, just about a bunch of kids want to go to a dance.
0: Yeah, and there's yeah. some there's a, a lot of top forty hits off of there's I mean, number ones. Yeah, and Mike Reno and Ann, Ann Wilson oh, are yeah. singing and Kenny Loggins.
3: Kenny Loggins made
2: his living off soundtracks. Yes, he made a living. Kenny off Loggins
0: that. may be the number one soundtrack artist <laughs> of his time. All right, well I got one people have probably forgotten about for my number five, and it's American Graffiti. Oh, so. It's a great movie. It's 50 it's 50s music. You know who directed that movie? Uh yeah, I do, but I can't remember. I've been drinking. George Lucas. George, George Lucas. Lucas.
2: Yes. Yes, before Thanks. his before and he hit his prime, and Ron I mean, Howard was in
0: it. Um, Opie Taylor, oh yeah. Uh, there was a young Richard that made his debut in that movie. Harrison Ford was in Harrison it. Paul. Harrison Ford, Suzanne was, Summers, that was, that was Richard Dreyfus, the, uh, the girl from *Laverne and Shirley*, uh, uh, Cindy, Cindy, Mark, not Cindy. Penny. no, not Penny, the other one. Sh- yeah, Cindy. well, Shirley, Penny. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Thank you. Yeah, we'll just go with Shirley. She uh, canned beer. So, all right, that's my number five. Percival, number four time. My number four was, you may,
2: nobody may have heard of this movie, but it was about a ship out in the ocean where they had a radio station, and it was pirate radio
0: Oh, yeah. I love that movie. They had a movie. pirate radio station. I thought station. it was going to say some Roger Whitaker shit. And
2: you, you wouldn't think you could make a whole movie about that, being out on a ship with pirate radio, but it was, uh, it was a very good movie and a great soundtrack. Good choice.
0: Randy, what's your number four?
1: My number four, uh, at first I considered it low-hanging fruit much like if you wanted to pick The Last Waltz, or Bohemian Rhapsody, or *Rocket Man*, But then I studied it, and it's not low-hanging fruit, dadgum it! It's Yesterday. It's a, a recent great... movie. Oh. It's a great movie. It's a yeah. really good concept. They did a great job of pulling it
0: off. And it's The Beatles and Ed Sheeran. It's great, it's great. And in the movie, basically, like, the world came to an end or something, and this kid from whatever country came back, and he had all the uh, Beatles songs that he got credit for writing?
1: Well, he's a struggling artist trying to make a living, and he's not doing very good. And, yes, it's like a Y2K moment where the world just blacks out. And in the process, he gets hit by a bus winds up in the hospital. When he gets out, he is the only guy who knows who the Beatles were. Nobody has any recollection of the Beatles. It's a great so record. he knows, he's writing down all these songs and he performs this song uh, yesterday, I think it is. It is. For his friends. And yeah. they go, oh my god, that song's beautiful. And he says, it's the greatest piece of music ever written and she says, "Well, I mean, I think you're a little full of yourself, but it's pretty good." So he t- Once he realizes that, he launches to superstardom as the only guy. He's writing this great music, just one after the other. So that's yeah. my number four.
0: It's a great movie. too. All right, Brian, what you got for number four? Well, my
1: number
3: four has already been said. I guess I won't to horizon, so I'm gonna have to broaden my horizons some and up my game. Is Boogie Nights. Oh, that's a good one. You know, that's when Sister Christian was a hit. Matt Absolutely. Ranger. Yep. So, and
1: you've already covered it, so.
0: Well, doesn't matter. Sometimes we steal each other's thunder.
1: And I thought it traveled into a different decade, too. It took the music from that
0: 70s into, the 80s. into the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, it followed the career of those guys. Yeah, because they had
3: the emotions was in it, and that was early, and then it went on up to ELO.
0: And yeah. Well, I will have to say that my number four is, uh, again, sort of from that era that we grew up, but that's where the greatest music came from anyway. It's Dazed and Confused. That is a great, it's a yes. fun movie. Ha <laughs> ha, I got you, Percy. You love stealing My Thunder. Suck it! <laughs> So it's a great movie, and it's a fantastic soundtrack. I mean, it's got Alice Cooper on there. It's got Fog Hat on there. It's got Kiss on there. It's got all that good stuff.
2: ZZ Top. Z- it's got Nazareth, Ted Nugent, The Runaways, Sweet, War, Leonard Skinner, Deep Purple, Kiss, and Black Sabbath. And I, I think
1: I read, I researched, it took... I, I'm not going to quote the percentage because I'll get it wrong. But it took a large percentage of the budget of that movie just to get the licensing uh,
2: licensing fees for all those songs. And it introduced
0: the world to all right, all right. right. And it only
2: made $8 million at the box office. Yeah, well, it's
0: been getting some royalties ever since. And I would imagine the soundtrack has played a lot into that so that's my number four so we're getting down this is nitty-gritty time top three is nitty-gritty time let's see what you have my number three is forrest gump yeah i
2: mean if you want to take like the soundtracks for the greatest grossing it grossed 678.2 million dollars a lot of cabbage every group featured in that was from America except when they did the collector CD and it had Fleetwood Mac in it
0: which had some Americans
2: and uh, Tom Hanks wanted ever all the historical stuff to be close to factual as it could be and here's some people that turned down the role of Bubba Ice Cube, David Allen Greer, and Dave Chappelle.
0: And they are all regretting it ever since. You know, the big deal is, I mean, Bubba was bone with big gums.
1: I just can't picture
2: Dave Chappelle. I can't Bubba. picture
0: any of those guys.
2: As well, nobody Bubba. can now,
0: but I mean, because uh, he nailed it. Yeah. That was number three. That's my We're number three. Randy, what's your number three?
1: Well, my number three was a previously listed song, a previously listed soundtrack. You did a switcheroo, did you? Yeah, I've got to do a switcheroo. So I'm going to backtrack and hang myself, and uh, I'll go for the low-hanging fruit of, I I really thought Bohemian Rhapsody was was a great soundtrack because myself, whether anybody else cares about it, I'm a huge Queen fan. Ditto. I got a chance to see them in Atlanta way back in, I don't know, maybe that was 80,
0: maybe 80, A Night at the Opera Tour. That's awesome. Yeah, and
1: I've been sold ever since.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's funny, that's Axl Rose's favorite band. I mean, a lot of people think of Queen and they think, eh, I'm like, not me, man. That was such an original, operatic, well written, well, incredibly musical, I and was that kind movie of like, was great. You know, nah, I don't like them I watch the movie, and then that kind of... Yeah, know kind of, was great. They're peculiar anyway,
3: but it makes you understand why they're peculiar.
0: And, and if we ever do top five front men, Freddie Mercury's on somebody's list, yeah. for sure. Well, what I, a performer.
2: And I think that Brian May loses a lot because of Freddie
0: flamboyance and stuff but Brian May was he was the backbone of the band the guy who played him in the movie did a
3: good job
0: they did, Uh, Rami who played Freddie and when they did that uh, they reenacted the Live Aid concert which was a 20 minute set and I remember in college watching Live Aid when Queen came out and it was amazing and I watched this movie and I was like did they just replay the original Live Aid set, but no, they acted it out, they played it out, it was fabulous, and it's a great soundtrack. I think
1: most critics, most music critics will say that is one of the greatest live performances
0: ever. 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 Truly. Well, Freddie was singing for his life then, for sure. I mean, he knew he was sick, and uh, not no one else did, I, I, I think, except the band members, so... All right, Ryan. What's your three?
3: I finally got one. Nobody said yet. I'm excited as
0: hell. Damn! I bet he
3: steals some shit. The big chill. Damn it! Did I get it? Yeah, stolen.
0: Um, I'm sorry. Stolen. I'm sorry.
3: Well, anyways, uh, you know.
0: That brought that movie, brought Motown back to life. It I mean, did. That was when Marvin Gaye, I heard it
3: through the grapevine. Really got. Yeah,
0: and really big plays. My dad was
2: a, was a big Motown guy, and that, I, I'm a big that, I mean, Motown soul fan. That's that's, that's that's why I thought about that's it. kind of where I that's good. I picked up all those Motown influences, and then you know that movie comes out, and you know I find myself being him now. Hey, this is this, and this where this came from, and that's that's what my dad. But did. you know and when I we get, thought? When we thought? Why are we listening to this crap? Right. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah. At oh, the time, the whole Yeah. Era. yeah. yeah. Now you listen, and you're like, that was music.
1: There's only 21 tracks on that soundtrack, and every one of those are solid.
0: Yes, they are. And there is a volume one and a volume, volume two. two. Yeah, so we're going to include both of those.
1: My my favorite line is when Kevin Klein's character is questioned by uh, Jeff Goldblum's character as, "Hey, you know, there's there's been some pretty good music made yeah. in this century," and he says.
0: Not in my house. Yeah, that's good. My favorite line is when he brought the tennis shoes home to everybody and William Hurt puts them on and he said, I will never take these off. It's such a great movie. What are
1: you watching? I don't know. What's
0: it about? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) It's such a great movie. All right, my number three is Pulp Fiction. And again, uh, Quentin Tarantino. The thing I liked about the soundtrack is that it brought up some things that people forgot again,, yep. and um they have some dialogue mixed in between takes and Quentin Tarantino really studied on stuff, and you know you could take you could just have a whole you know playlist of Quentin Tarantino soundtracks, but that's my favorite one he did, so that was my three persimus Monttu two
2: the Thunder's already been stolen, and, it, and it's the big chill. Yeah. I mean. Sorry, brother.
0: And it, yeah, sorry for all of us, but it was going to be on there solidly. I had to
2: get somebody just once. Yeah. And, and it, it. it grossed $56 million at the at the box office, so it was a, a very productive movie.
0: Yeah, it was a smash. Yes. Yeah. All right. Randy? We're at number two. We are at number two. Number two, my number two was
1: Forrest Gump. So I and I'm not going to expound on that anymore. I thought you guys did a great job on that. It it was a fantastic soundtrack to go along with a fantastic movie, without a doubt. Yeah. So I will, uh, since that's been spoken, I will shift back, and I'm going to go with one from left field, and I will say, "Honeysuckle Rose." Great. Because I mean, come on, I it's with Great. It's with
0: it's Willie. They the didn't man. make
1: a movie about Merle yet that I've seen, so I'm going with Honeysuckle grove
2: Yeah. That was that was the reason that he, he wrote On the Road Again for that movie. He did. I mean.
0: Smash hit.
2: And he was a, I, mean, I thought he did a really good job in the movie.
1: As an yeah, actor. Willie could act.
0: I mean, he's he's
2: played in a few movies. He's played and, in several westerns that he played in. Oh, and Trigger I mean, played a great supporting role. His guitar, Trigger. Oh, truly. How big
0: is the hole in Trigger now?
1: I don't know. I saw him this past 4th of July in Arkansas, and he did, at 89 years old, he did all the heavy lifting of the guitar work through that entire concert. He didn't just strum some rhythm chords to keep up.
2: He did it all. I'm so proud that I got to see him before Sister Bobby died. Because Sister Bobby in his concerts brings so much to his concerts with that piano. Right. And she, we recently lost her. Percy, name. here's the
0: one putting you on the spot. What's the name of this harmonica player? It's a Bobby. Is it Bobby? No, that's Bobby Key's sax player. You don't know I stumped him. I don't know, but I just like stumping him. So I do know. I'm sure somebody it. out there and will stump him. Most people don't know
2: that when he wrote Me and Paul. They thought it was about tom paul Glazer but it was not it was about paul english his
0: drummer which we I lost just a couple of years ago I knew this would bring out some weirdness all right so where are we who's got number two brian
3: my number two has already been talked about american graffiti mm. but what kids don't like young kids like me looking at co- Hot Rods and Suzanne Summers. I yeah, mean, you know? Yep, yeah. she was the mystery girl in that you know, movie. I, I was a big Buddy Holly fan too, so. Yeah, how can I you not be?
0: It's a great movie. And that, you know, that really reps some 50 stuff for us. So that's good. All right, my number two, it's already been said, and it's the big chill. We don't have to expound on it too much, but it's got to be volumes one and two. Uh, I actually think volume two is better than volume one it digs a little bit deeper. So, all right, we are at the moment of truth. Number one. Does anybody got anything they want to say before we get number one? We're all good? I I worked so hard to pair my list down to
1: five and five. It's tough. And now I realize I should have brought the original 10 because I've had soundtracks knocked out by you guys because you guys like the same thing I
0: like. Well, I mean, I think if you look at soundtracks, I mean, we're all picking the... I try not to be obvious. I think we all try to dig a little bit deeper and not be obvious. But you run across some that Shit, we just all gonna yeah. agree on yeah, it. I've got to do it's a, that solid. I've got to
3: do a better job about hey, let's take some extras
0: and put them in your back pocket just in case. Yeah, so this is a
1: the solid case. soundtrack. It's a solid soundtrack.
3: That's
0: it. I mean, it just makes it. So the playlist is going to be enormous, even though we've doubled up on some, but the playlist is going to be enormous. You can listen to the podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify iHeartRadio, and now Amazon. Check us out. We have recently been nationally ranked. We want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank all our family and our people for putting up with this because they have to listen to us doing this all week. And uh, thanks, Randy, for being here. And, Brian, we're always glad you're here. And we're at number one. Percy, what you got for number one? My number one has already been stolen, but it's
2: it's dazed and confused. I did it, But, you enjoy that still in my thunder, but I'm just going to mention the people that were on that soundtrack. I think you already did. Well, I'm doing it again. There was Rick Derringer, Foghat, Alice Cooper, Black Oak Arkansas, ZZ Top, Nazareth, Ted Nugent, The Runaways, Sweet War, Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. Deep Purple, Kiss, and Black Sabbath.
0: Now, for all of you. Come
2: to to me with a greater soundtrack than that.
0: You can. And to (laughs) all our young listeners, I mean, check it out, man. And if you want to come on and do a podcast with us, you're welcome everyone's welcome to do a podcast. Name your game, name your topic, come on, we'll have a good time, and we'll participate, and I guarantee we'll come up with some good stuff for you, too. All right, Randy, what you got for number one?
1: Well, my number one is, just like everybody else, it's already been stolen. My number one was the big chill because it's just way too cool. So I'm going to pull one out of the old Halloween candy bag, And I'm going to go cheap, and I'm going to go with a documentary, Okay. but it still has a soundtrack with it, and I'm going to go with The Last Waltz.
0: That is my favorite documentary of all time, one of my favorite bands of all time. It was the band's final show, and somebody...
1: Felt it necessary to document it, and we're all. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. We're all
0: grateful they did. And they had clapped it on there. Ronnie Hawkins, who passed away this past year. Van Morrison, Neil Diamond, Bob Dylan. Who am I missing, Percy? I'm going off memory, which is real hard. Neil
2: Diamond was on there. Yep, Neil Uh, Diamond. John Baez was on there. John
0: Baez, Joni Mitchell was on there. Um, Gosh, they had. All these celebrities, the Staples the singers, Staples singers, Davis, Davis, yeah. That. yeah, that is my favorite music documentary of all time. We play it in my house all the time, and uh, I just love it when they sing. It makes no difference. Yeah, Danko just kills it, <laughs> and then Levon, you get to witness a guy that's playing drums, singing, and behind finally behind a brass section that's behind him. And it it's just fabulous music. I'm my favorite, going home to watch it tonight. My favorite moment is when they
2: Eric and Robbie is doing further on up the road. Oh yeah. And Robbie you can tell He's it, trying to keep up. He's like I've got to step up my game to keep up with Eric. Yeah. And Eric like his uh his guitar strap his broke. guitar strap falls off. And Robbie picks up while he's doing that. And you can tell by Robbie's concentration, he's like, All right, I gotta keep up I've
0: gotta really I've gotta, play gotta keep right up now. with
2: Slowhand, And he does a good job. He did that. a fantastic job. And that's show. a
0: great song further he on did. Up the road. And you could tell the respect from these artists that were coming on to play with them. I mean these guys played as backup bands forever for Muddy, so many Muddy Muddy waters, waters was comes on, there. on the show. I mean that is Total respect, and uh, one of the greatest bands ever. And um, mm, I would, I would implore everyone to check it out. You'd probably still see it on Netflix.
2: Maybe the single, talented band.
0: Yeah, tightness.
2: The most talented band yeah, ever. Because I mean, you'd put them up there if with you take each individual, they had so much talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Brian. What's your number one man? My number
3: one's already been. Talked about by my loving little brother that I love so much, Urban urban Cowboy. That's a good one. You know, and I've always thought, what about drinking, getting the worm
0: out of the tequila? What does that do for you? Not good. You know? No. I did it once, and I didn't remember what happened the rest of the night. And apparently, I woke up the next day, and my underwear covered in mud with shotgun holes in my wall.
2: But, you know, Travolta did all those scenes where he was riding the mechanical bull. He did all those on his own. And anyways,
0: yeah. listen, I mean,
3: the artists on this album, Bob Skaggs, Charlie Daniels Band, Eagles, Joe Walsh, Bob Seger, Mickey Gilly, Johnny Lee, Ann Murray, Dan Fogelberg, Jimmy Buffett, Bonnie Raitt, and Kenny Rogers. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. A, that's A an list.
0: And they were all, they all turned out to be uh, either big hits or semi, semi-hits, semi um, except Buffett's Hello, Texas, which was, was still terrible. a... A decent song, but uh, anyway, and John Travolta did a good job being from where he was, but his southern accent was crappy. But Sissy. It it made <laughs> it was terrible. It made Mickey Gilley rich. I mean, cause sure he, it did, because it, it was all about Gillies. It made he had Gillies
1: a stockpile. a stock point. Yeah. Oh, the
2: bucket list for Yeah,
0: them. and the original Gillies is closed now, but it they've got da- one in Vegas, the they've original, got one in Dallas. The original I mean, Gillies burned down. Yeah, it it was probably that guy drinking the tequila, Scott Glenn, who could he he played Wes. And what a turd! But uh, Deborah Winger was in it,
2: and you know they didn't want Deborah Winger in that originally, and there was it's escaping him now. But there was another actress that had to go to bat for her to get Deborah Winger in that movie. They didn't want her in that movie. Well it worked out perfect she did when she
3: was with, it, with, 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 with the with, asshole with Wes it was, they were perfect
0: yeah, they together. were yeah yeah great movie so alright my number one it's been stolen it's one of my favorite albums not just soundtracks but it's Saturday Night Fever I can't I can't help it man indulge me I'm a I'm a BG Gees I'm nut. off my list on you
3: yeah. what you doing while you're laying on your back
0: yeah I mean right <laughs>
2: He my, hit my hair. My favorite say
0: like, I
2: work a lot of time on my hair and what does he do? He hits, he hits my hair.
0: My hair. It's a great movie and I remember going to the Mall Garden Theater um and I wasn't old enough to go, so I bummed a fake ID and got in there. And Fake ID oh, to yeah. get into the theater. Oh, yeah, to see Saturday Night Fever, because it was rated R. That was, that was before fake yeah.
1: IDs were
3: popular, Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Those yeah. young people that
1: you spoke of a few minutes ago don't understand how...
0: No. The struggle no. was real. It was real, and I had one, and it, you well, know, it, was it hard. worked out well It was
1: hard. Me. I
3: tried it a couple of times, to get somebody to go open that door for you to get in. Yeah. It never worked they out. They were so strict. Never, if never it was R-rated, out. they're like, no, well,
0: I got one... It was from a guy that actually looked like me, and he was uh, nineteen. So, well, I feel anyway, sorry for him. Well, I have the face for radio, just like you have the yes. face for. I have, I have the face for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's true, but He's you're pretty good at this. He's got the brains, and everyone does on this this episode. This is a good podcast. Does anybody have anything they want to add? This is, this is going to be a great podcast, great playlist. Randy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We're going to have you Thank back you again. You get to sign the banner tonight. Brian is always part of our team. Glad you're here helping me set up while Michael was, I don't know what he was doing. He was late. Had to have you go back and get some other equipment or, or merchandise. I'm yeah, just the roadie and glad yeah. to be it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And this has been a great show, and all I have to say is bye-bye.